This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Thousands of USDA, FDA, and EPA employees returned to work today after more than a month off the job due to a prolonged government shutdown. The hallways at USDA's Washington headquarters were noticeably busy during commuting hours Monday morning, but signs of the shutdown still linger. As for department operations, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue says USDA will prepare for a smooth reestablishment of ops. A USDA spokesman says the department will prioritize the dairy program of the 2018 Farm Bill as implementation gets back up to speed, but didn't respond to questions about issues like employee salaries or regulatory activity. According to a tweet from USDA's National Ag Statistics Service, the department is evaluating their survey schedule and data release calendar. AgriPulse has learned the January World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates report will be folded into the February edition due out on the 8th. The January Crop Production Report will also be released on the same day. Joe Vaklovic with Standard Grain in Chicago says the market noticed the loss of department data. There are a lot of things that we're not privy to during this shutdown. I mean, it'd be really nice to see a CFTC report and see that sort of thing. It would be really nice to see some stuff from the Foreign Ag Service, especially out of Brazil or out of Argentina, and get their take on it. So, yeah, it affects the markets, and I think it's, it's resulted in anything at this point. It may be a slowing in volatility just because we don't have those reports. With the shutdown now over, figures are starting to roll in on the impact of the stalemate on the economy. According to the Congressional Budget Office, the dispute delayed $18 billion in federal spending and lowered the level of real GDP by $8 billion. Due to current economic growth patterns, CBO estimates $8 billion in GDP growth will happen in 2019, but about $3 billion in lost economic activity will not be recovered due to the shutdown. White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow disputed those findings, saying he didn't anticipate any long-term impacts from the shutdown. Senate Ag Committee Chair Pat Roberts spoke to the National School Boards Association today about the committee's plans to work on child nutrition reauthorization. He says the plan is not to pursue a one-size-fits-all approach and allow for flexibility between the school districts. With the Farm Bill behind the committee and Roberts pending retirement at the end of 2020, committee member Cindy Hyde-Smith of Mississippi still expects an active two years for the panel. There's so many other things down the road, you know, The election is in 2020. That's when he will retire. I think we need to have 2020 vision of the things that will be in front of us during that time. She specifically mentioned trade and rural development issues as things that could come before the committee. Hear more from Hyde Smith on this week's open mic interview on agripulse.com. A former House member says presidential candidates would do well to pay attention to rural America. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Trade tariffs and low commodity prices have created tough times in farm country, but one former Missouri representative sees it as an opportunity for rural America to take center stage during the upcoming 2020 presidential elections. Former Congressman Kenny Holsoff of southeast Missouri says whoever wants to be president must appeal to the flyover states. Including farmers, ranchers, and, and biodiesel producers. And so, you know, hopefully we can use the plight of where we are as farm country and helping educate those that want to represent us either in the halls of Congress or in the White House. Holsoff spoke on a panel at the National Biodiesel Conference last week in San Diego. More and more Democratic presidential candidates continue to jump into the race. The latest, former Senator Kamala Harris, who officially launched her campaign yesterday. 
For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, a new analysis shows limited changes in land use due to biofuel feedstock production. According to a report from ag economists at the University of Illinois and Auburn University, crop acreage since the passage of the law creating the renewable fuel standard has been inelastic. According to report author Mandu Khanna, total cropland acres in 2014 were very similar to those in 2007, and the crop price was lower over the same time frame. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.